He loved the Lord, and, and he was very patient. And uh, so he'd always smile and be friendly to me, and I'd go, oh, yeah, sure, uh-huh. Well, I worked with a couple of other girls there, and they were also loadies. That's what we call us, rookies, loadies. And we'd go in the bathroom, and we'd get loaded, and we'd come out, and we'd wait on this guy. And he'd just be real nice, you know. And then he started this thing, well, he talked my friends into having Bible studies. And they said, oh, Kath, you ought to come to these Bible studies. You just love them. And I said, oh, yeah, right. Well, that's real good for you. But no, thanks. So they said, well, I'll tell you what. If you come to these Bible studies, we'll get you high. So I said, all right, all right, okay. I'll go to these Bible studies. So we'd hurry up and get through with these Bible studies. And then we'd try to hurry up and push him out the door so that we could all get loaded. Well, you know, you think you're hiding things, but we did find out later on that he knew and he would try to uh, make the uh, Bible study longer, you know, so we'd have to wait. Which when you want to get high, you get really anxious, so you ask him some really dumb questions, you know, that he doesn't want to talk about. But he did. He talked to us. Well, well, I also decided to change careers and become a hairdresser. And uh, I knew that uh, to go before a state board that I wasn't very good at tests because I didn't do very good in school either. So Pastor Price had been on my case about, well, you ought to come to my church. You'd really like it. So I decided, well, if I'm going to get my license, I better start going to church. Even though I didn't like God, I knew that if I went to church, maybe I'd get my license. I don't know. When you're loaded, you think of all kinds of things. So... What I did is I went to this church, this little church, First Baptist Church of Castaic. You know what those people did? They opened up their doors and they gave me such love. The kind that I wasn't used to. The kind of love I was used to was, oh, I love you because you have an ounce of cocaine or you have really good lewds or whatever else that you could uh, possibly have. That's the kind of love I had. And they didn't love me that way. And I knew that it was different. Well, you know, God works on us in funny ways. And I had accepted the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 12. So I guess he did have his hold on me, even though I didn't want his hold on me. And uh, I made a deal with God. I said, God, you give me your... Give me my license and uh, I'll go to church every Sunday. I'm sure that some of you have made deals like that too. Maybe not exactly the same, but a deal. God, you give me this and I'll do this. I promise. Well... I started feeling guilty, so I was going to church, and I took my kids. And in 1981, my son was nine years old, and I had gotten my license in January of 81. God gave me my license. And this little boy, during the invitation, walked right up there, and he said, I accept Jesus Christ. I want to be a soldier for Christ. And I thought, oh, boy, here we go. Now he's got a hold of my kids. And, well, being a good mother, I thought, well, I'm going to have to do this, too. So a few months later, I went up, and I accepted God one more time. But I was a little afraid, so I said, you know, I was baptized in the Missouri River, so I don't have to be baptized. And, I, you know, they were really nice. I didn't have to be baptized over again. I don't know if I thought I had to be or not, but I was still making deals. Well, they also made me the Sunday school secretary. Well, I dressed really nice every Sunday, and I showed up, and I took real good books and took the attendance and everything. But they didn't know that as soon as I got home from church, I got loaded. 
and I got loaded every single day of the week. But I was real good because I didn't go to work loaded. I just came home from work and then I got loaded. Well, God knew my heart and he started working on me. And in August 23rd of 1981, another thing happened. My husband had gotten a 502 and alcoholism had really progressed in him. And so I called Pastor Price. I might as well call him. He probably could help me. And he did. He came over. And funny thing happened. My husband accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into his heart. Made him his personal savior. And the next day, Kurt Freeman here, he got my husband into Acton Rehab. And for 90 days, I stood on my own, but only with God's help. And I turned to him. And he helped me get through it. He helped me support my two kids on a hairdresser's salary. And then my husband came out, and things were pretty good for a while, but we hadn't really turned it over. We still kept on. We just would do it for a little while, and then we'd uh, get carried away. Well, Pastor Price was gone one Sunday, and this man came, and he preached, and he preached about... Jacob and uh, Rachel and how beautiful Rachel, nobody suspected that she sat on her idols. And it was like God went, Dung, Kathy, you must be Rachel. You're sitting on your idols. And it really started convicting my heart. Well, a few days after that, his wife Peggy said, Oh, Kathy, you got to go to this Christian women's luncheon. You'd really like this. So I thought, oh, all right, you know, and we went there, and yeah, I did like it. I did enjoy it. And then she said, oh, we have to go to these pro- these prayer Bible studies. And I said, oh, all right. So I went to one of these prayer studies, and they start praying for this one's mother had cancer, and this one had this, and I don't know what happened, but I tell you, the faucets start coming. And I started crying, and I couldn't stop. I just kept crying through this whole prayer thing. Here I am, I'm crying. And I'm sure that that those ladies thought, well, this lady's really got a lot of sympathy here. You know, she's really crying. (laughs) Well, I got out and uh, went to the car, and I looked at Peggy, and I said, for the first time in my life, Peggy, I'm a drug addict. Well, instead of shoving me off to the side that I thought she would do, she took me to this little coffee shop and she said, oh, Kathy, get over here. And we just start praying. And she opened up to the Bible. And so I have my Bible open here. She opened it up to 1 Corinthians 10:13, And it says, there has no temptation taken to you, but as such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that ye are able. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you be able to bear it. From that moment on, I was released from the obsession of marijuana. And I felt so good. And I went around to my friends, there was Lodi's along with me, and I told them, I said, hey, you know, I turned it over to God. And I'm sure that they thought, oh, now Kathy's one of those Jesus freaks that we used to wait on. But I'm proud to be one today. Well, that didn't stop there. My life still kept going on. And one, my sister that didn't come back here, that I, I raised my brother and my sister, well, I also had another sister back east, and she called me. 
And she said, Kathy, I'm a child abuser, and they're going to take my child away. She's nine years old, and I'll never be able to see her again. Will you take her? So I did what the best thing you could do. I take another child, sure. You know, this child was only nine years old, and she spent most of her nine years in foster homes. She had been beaten, she had been burned, and she had a lot of problems. But I thought, hey, you know, I can fix anything. And I gave up smoking pot so I can do anything. I didn't have my mind in the right place, you see, because God should be first and uppermost. Well, we went to Oklahoma, went and got a lawyer, and the lawyer said, I don't know, you probably won't get her because here... Uh, they just recently had a couple that had been given the child that had an abused mother, and they had given her back to her. So the judge wasn't going to go for it. Well, I'd been going to church enough and had started letting God come into me. And I thought, okay, God, if you want me to have this little kid, you'll give her to me. So I went there, and I went before the judge, and I was really calm, and I just let God speak through me. And I didn't don't do that very often, but I did do that. So I'm getting the cue here. i got to go real fast. They did give me this little girl. Well, I've had a lot of things going on in my life since that, and that was 1983. And I still didn't give up drugs completely. I still went on to cocaine, and I still took diet pills because I had started gaining weight and thought that that would do the trick of helping me lose weight instead of the right way. And in June of 1976, my husband checked himself into the hospital and he got down on his knees and he asked God to forgive him and to please take this obsession of alcohol and drugs away from him. And I just thought that was the most wonderful thing that he could do. Well, God still wasn't finished with me, so... A month and a half later, he convicted my heart, and I finally, on July 24th, completely turned my life and my will over to the care of God, and I gave all my drugs and all my obsessions to God. And today, I have 15 months of sobriety, and I can honestly look every single one of you kids in the face and say, I have not touched anything. And I only have been been able to do it by turning everything completely inside of me over to Jesus Christ, our Savior. If any of you kids are, and I call you kids because I'm a lot older than most of you, but if any of you students, or even if you aren't a student, are still using or abusing, please, Won't you give it over to Jesus Christ, our Savior? He will save you. He will lift all of those obsessions. And I can tell you today that I thought Christians didn't have any fun. Well, I have a lot of fun, and I have a busy life. My husband and I are assistant chaplains over at Warm Springs, and we minister every Sunday to those recovering alcoholics and drug addicts. What a joy it is to serve the Lord. We're also members of Christian jail workers. That also is a great joy. Won't you join me? Won't you join us in God's family? 
And thank you for letting me share and in my tears.